Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. So on this episode of the Trevor Jackson podcast, I have Maria Humphrey. <laughs> she has a podcast called Strong Body, Strong Soul. She's a meditation teacher and she teaches meditation to kids. I never heard of that before. She's a personal trainer and she's selling from Southern California by way of Los Angeles, California. That's right. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Trevor, thank you for inviting me onto your show. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. I'm extremely excited, too. I appreciate you just making the time to be able to get on the podcast and help me understand some stuff. And let's just have a, a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I have to say, you know, everybody out there, your audience, I hope you all are safe and healthy right now. And it's just amazing to have businesses start to open up more because during the pandemic, I've been having to use technology more. And just recently, I started having some uh, in-person classes again. So, oh, so yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it's crazy you talk about COVID and stuff because I contracted COVID last oh. week. No. Last week. Yeah. Really? Did you I, get vaccinated? I didn't get vaccinated. Because I, some people who are vaccinated are getting it anyway, but it's it's a little more mild or whatever. Are you feeling okay now? I'm great right now. And I was only down bad for like a day. It was a okay. day. But what I learned from that experience, because I've never been sick in my life, what I learned from that experience is that the only sickness is the mucus that we have in our body. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. the sickness attach itself to, the mucus. Yes. Me learn knowing that it helped me with my battle with COVID and it didn't last that long because I knew what I had to do immediately when I knew that it was attacking the mucus in my body. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so interesting that you say that because some of the meditations that I've been sharing with people, some of my clients have had COVID too. And meditation, some of the breathing techniques help your respiratory system so much. It's really physical too. So it, it helps, it can help prevent you from getting sick and help you recover because i know a lot of people are having respiratory issues even after covid is finished so meditation you guys (laughs) helps in so many ways it it sure does now what intrigued me about you you told me that you teach meditation is that it's one thing just to add it to your life for personal benefit Mm -hmm. but what made you decide to teach it to elevate the process and teach it right well ever since i was a little girl I've always been that person in the family mm-hmm. who would say things to jar people out of their worries. I remember one of my grandmothers, she would always, she'd hate it when it would start to rain. Yeah. I'm going to fall and break a hip kind of thing. And I would say, you know, Nana, we need the flowers. We need the rain for the flowers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I've always been very in tune with other people 
Mm-hmm. And the way I explain things, the reason I started teaching more as well because was because of my kids. I have teenage children. And so 10 years ago when I started, they really enjoyed the way I described spirituality and energy. And they encouraged me. They encouraged me to start my YouTube channel too, because we just, we couldn't find anyone who we could really relate to. Everybody Mm. was like, you know, a little bit too woo woo or I don't know, just, it was, we couldn't find any people that were, that we could understand, you know? So I think the way I describe things I've learned helps people. So I'm a natural teacher and I didn't really realize that it could go in this direction. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had different careers over my lifetime and in every one of my careers, I look back and I think, that's what I was doing. I was explaining, like I worked in the legal field yeah. and people around me would look to me and be like, Maria, what do you think? What do you think? Is the jury going to see it this way or that way? And I could like feel what people would understand mm-hmm. and put it in layman's terms, Yeah, you know, instead of using all the big vocabulary yeah. and yeah. being like all, you know, very serious about meditation, you don't have to be like that. It can be fun. So you can simplify it and make everybody be able to understand it. Like absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And in fact, in the girl, I, I taught a Girl Scout troop um, recently. So I had eight 12 um, year old girls mm-hmm. and they were saying that they've been doing meditation a little bit in PE class right now during the pandemic over zoom and stuff, but they're trying to incorporate more mindfulness and wellness i call it wellness because we don't want to scare anybody but (laughs) why do people fear mindfulness is it because they're not knowing what i i I don't think i don't think they fear the word mindfulness i think meditation is scarier and i think the word spirituality and it all goes in little it depends on who you're talking to which vocabulary to use yeah because I think it's 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 all the same thing, you know. More people are familiar with organized religion, mm-hmm. where prayer is the word there, you know. And and sometimes you know you talk in church and you and at church they might say we're going to be our, doing our Tuesday night meditation on you know Mark chapter four or whatever, and they call it a meditation they're kind of interchangeable and I don't think people realize that so much too. There are differences, but I view prayer as speaking like verbally speaking and I view meditation as listening. Am I mm-hmm. wrong in that aspect? First of all, there's no wrong. Okay. There's no wrong. There's no wrong. And you know, one day you might understand it one, one way and another day you might de- understand it a different way that's another thing about meditation life in general you have you're worthy you can change your mind yeah you can like pizza one day and the next day you don't like pizza anymore you know you can go from being a vegan to a carnivore it doesn't matter no judgment and um comparison judgment all that kind of stuff but to your question to your point 
It's interesting you say that because the type of meditation that I started teaching Mm -hmm. is a chanting meditation where you actually are using your voice. So it's very different and it's, it's a vibration. So you are, you're speaking, but you're using your body. You're using your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. You're using that vibration that calms you down like a little baby, like soothing or a kitten purring, right? As humans, we do that with our mother and our father, you know, just human connection is like a, mmm, it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> like food, right? Mm. Um, so we do use our voices, but it allows us to receive messages of intuition that might not be in our normal vocabulary. It's hard to explain because yeah. when you come out of meditation, and you write in a journal, for instance. A lot of some people do that all the time. Some people forget. I often forget. I'll have an amazing meditation mm-hmm. and have messages. And if I don't write it down, I can forget. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the reasons why we it's really important to write it down. To write down your experience. Yes. Meditation. Yeah. Yes. Did, yes. Did, did your previous, like the previous uh, profession, you're speaking on your previous profession. Yes. Was that a loud profession? Like had your mind loud or could you meditate at the same time being in that profession? I did not meditate at the time when I was in the legal profession. I've been in the concert industry for years and then I was in litigation in the legal field. And it kind of went, Exactly in that order, because the concert company that I worked with, Mm -hmm. I was doing more administrative stuff and going to all the concerts at night and having fun. And it was a great job, but I got more interested in the legal side of it, the contracts with the artists and stuff like that. So I went ahead and went back to school and then I went into the law firm that represented the concert company that I was in. So it kind of went like that, but I'm a good writer. That was one of the things that really served me in the legal field. I could read really involved cases Mm -hmm. and do summaries on them that the attorneys really appreciated. Or I could see all of the evidence and find what they call is the smoking gun, right? The important thing out of 10 boxes, I would find, hey, this witness said this on this day or whatever. And it's interesting because that kind of looking through for the needle in the haystack, for instance, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what meditation does too. Yeah, it narrows everything down and yes. you see clear. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. I didn't look at it like that because I know some fields of profession can cause a person to, it, it can draw them towards meditation because it's loud. It's like so much going on in their mind that they can't quiet their mind. Yes. And it'll lead you like, we live we living in a world now where the workforce is they asking you to multitask. And my grandmother told me multitasking isn't healthy. Absolutely. And in, in mindfulness, there's no such thing as multitasking. Mm-hmm. Each moment, if you're trying to balance too many things, 
then nothing gets your full attention. Yeah. And you can't operate like that for a consistent amount of time. You need to take a breath. And that's especially important when I'm talking to people about meditation. It's Mm. worth taking the time because you will come out stronger and have a much clearer idea of what your action should be. And so for me, when I explain meditation, by the way, it's not for falling asleep and relaxing necessarily. It can be. But one of the biggest gifts is helping you to walk in the right direction. Yeah. You know, it's like taking action. To lead you. To yes. You, to yes. Where you, what's your next move? I was, yes. I'm looking for a quote that I read from you today and I can't find it. I'm, I'm mad with myself for that, but I shouldn't get angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we have time. What it's was it about? Oh, I know what it is now. It's a quote on your website talking about the uh, the past and the future. Appreciate now. And I just wanted to know from your perspective, how important is living in the now, like right now? It's everything. It's yeah. everything. And I think right now is when you have an opportunity to change the past you can change your perspective on the past Mm. you know if you have an argument with somebody and you're not friends for years Mm -hmm. and you learn new information and you go back in your mind and you look at that argument again and it resets and it resets every action, every relationship, interaction with that person from that moment till now. Mm-hmm. You can change it. You can change your perspective on it. Yeah, because you had time to realize that that wasn't how I should have perceived that situation at that moment. I've learned different now, so I can't. Right. Exactly. And, and you can't change what happened then, but you can change your perception and what you learned from that experience. Yeah. And that's, that's that's where the growth is in the learning. The learning. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, meditation, can we talk about, uh, one second, can we talk about like involving kids in meditation? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never heard of that before, like involving kids. How beneficial is that? Because they're pure at the, at the early age. And yes. I meditation can keep them that way longer, can keep that purity longer. Yes, and it can also implant some really positive experiences and give them some tools that yeah. they may get to their teen years, depending on the personality. And they may throw it all out the window, but when they're 25 or 30 and they're in a situation that they need it, they have it. Mm. So even if it goes away for a while, don't be discouraged. It's worth planting the seed. It's worth it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it depends what age the child is, you know, what level they can 
they can go with. Storytelling mm-hmm. is a form of meditation. It's guided imagery. Yeah. Ooh. You know, talking about Snow White, going through the forest, whatever it may be. It's a type of meditation. It's, it's living vicariously through the stories in a book, right? Through the characters. Yes. And the child is able to be transported to that mountain <laughs> where the Lion King is, right? To yeah. look over the cliff and be there. Oh, that's, that, that's very educational right there. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's meditation and guided imagery. That type of meditation is using your imagination. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to see exactly what the other 10 people in the room are seeing. Yeah. It's see- each individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Each individual yeah. is going to see something different. Yes. Yes. And I'm a a meditation teacher on the Insight Timer app. And I'm really learning. I'm really, I don't have very many, many meditations there yet, but I'm really interested in speaking to people through meditation, through and across time and space. Mm. Right? Because I don't know when they're going to hear the meditation. When I'm recording on this mic, I am speaking to all the people that are going to hear it in the future. Yeah. They could hear it a thousand years from now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And across space, like I was saying for the kids, the guided imagery, taking them somewhere with adults, you know, uh, an, um, someone who has never been to Yosemite, for instance, Yosemite mm-hmm. Valley in California is beautiful. And most people have seen photographs of the valley of some sort, but I've been to Yosemite many times. And I've been there at sunrise where the whole valley changes, the colors, the lights, everything about it. And in a guided imagery meditation, Mm -hmm. I can take you there with me. Wow. And it's really, really powerful. It's really powerful. So something that you're saying is, is, is bringing some remembrance for me, like, Everybody sees the world differently. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. all see the world differently. Me and you could be in the same room and see a totally different room. Absolutely. That's that's another reason that we have to be appreciative of everyone because it's just that we could see differently, but you could learn something from me. I could learn something from you from what we view from our eyes. Absolutely. like me uh, being from North Carolina and me living in North Carolina now, what would you say to me if I said, I want to move to Southern California? It's not as green. I've been to North Carolina. I love it. It's beautiful. I love all the trees. I love being able to drive for so long with mm. trees everywhere. Oh. I just love that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful state. Um 
California's, I mean, every state has their different, you know, gifts. You know, I, I love being able to go to the mountains here or to the beach in the same day within a couple of hours drive. That's fantastic. Um, it's definitely getting drier here. So it's, it's not, I mean, our whole planet is changing for sure. Um, especially, that's especially important why I love to record the meditations that I do. Because just like a zoo, right? You take the kids to the zoo to see endangered animals sometimes because we're trying to save them. They may never see a particular animal again because it's becoming extinct, right? The same thing with nature and our climate and the way it's working now. That's why a lot of times on my podcast, I will podcast with background noise and such, but I will be at the beach. You can hear the waves. You can be there at the beach with me while I'm speaking about the value of meditation or about parenting, whatever I happen to be talking about. But I don't mind going places and describing the wind on my face. That's part of the audio experience because those earbuds or headset, whatever people are using. I've had people call me in the show. This one guy, I remember, he's from Scotland. He's like, Maria, I feel like you're in my head. And <laughs> I am. I am. It's amazing. And it's just, it's so intimate. It's That's amazing. Cool. I was listening to your podcast and the audio, I, I can hear exactly what you're talking about because I heard the beaches in the background and then I heard the the music, your editing skills is real, real good too. I was oh, listening to one <laughs> talking about the, the uh, letter your son wrote. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you know, my kids. When I first started making the YouTube channel, they'd be like, "Mom, how do you, do you know how to do that?" And I have to tell you the truth: technology is totally different now. But when I was in college. My major was communications, and Mm -hmm. editing was part of that. And at the time, we had these big editing machines and the sounds, and I didn't do it very often, and I didn't make that my career. But my mind thinks like that, and I'm very much of an audiophile. And we can talk another time about different traits, different strengths that different people have. You know, there's clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. Claire sentient is okay. touch. Yeah. I'm Claire audience. Sound is key to me. Is it more than three ways that a person learns? Is it? Is I know you just spoke on sound, touch, seeing, hearing. This is another one that I am Claire cognizant. Mm. That means you just know things, and mm. you don't know why. I don't know why that's how I am too. Like a situation will start unfolding and I'll, I'll say something and it will be the right thing to do for some reason. I'm like, I I don't know why, but that's the right. (laughs) And so Claire cognizant is a type of knowing without knowing why. Um, There's also a, a sensory one that's about smell. 
Some people are really triggered by smell. You know, like I have, I still, Gina Tay is a type of um, perfume Mm -hmm. that when I smell it, I think of my grandmother. Because as a little girl, that was what she used all the time. It was like, it was a skin toner and a, and a certain smell. And it always hits me. It reminds you of your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. That basically could mean that we all are sensitive to learning through all the tongue. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all capable of all of them. Of course, we all have those, but we tend to be stronger in certain ones and it can change over our lifetime too. Mm-hmm. You know? Now you being a meditation teacher, I know that you know information about chakras. Yes. And I had a friend one time that told me that her root chakra was damaged. Mm-hmm. And when I heard the word root, and I heard damage. When I heard root, I think root is the beginning of all. Yeah. Is that the main chakra or is it a main chakra? They're all equally as important. Okay. They all pertain to different parts of our life. Mm-hmm. The root chakra is associated with security and safety and self-preservation. So if she grew up in a situation where her household was not safe or maybe there were financial concerns. Um, You can carry that. If you don't address that kind of damage, you can carry it through your whole life and you can get to be, you know, older in life and realize that you're carrying that with you your whole life. So it's really important to clear. The thing is, just like physically as well, we're scarred in life. Mm -hmm. But we can choose how big those scars are going to be. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be there. Mm -hmm. But how much they take over your life is in your control in, in a huge sense. In a huge sense. So, yeah. yeah. You have the choice to make the decision to make them small or keep them large problems in your life or large situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if someone has a root chakra issue with security and safety, um, they tend to be over defensive. They protect they close their doors of their house and they lock down to protect their kids mm-hmm. and they don't venture out and they don't allow themselves to grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. That's a big one. You have to be open to receiving, have your heart open to yes. learn, open to yes. everything. So once you close everything off, you close the world off from your whole existence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, they're all connected. I like to describe the chakras. There are thousands of chakras, by the way. You Mm -hmm. have them all over and and below your feet into the earth and above your head. And the main ones, though, that we focus on in meditation are called the, they're the core, right, of our energetic body. 
Mm-hmm. They're like, they go up and down your spine. Like you've seen, you know, diagrams of chakras. They're all stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. They're like balls of energy, but they actually touch each other and overlap. Sometimes I laugh and I'm like, they're kissing. They're intermingling their energy and they're touching each other. And so they do affect one another. Mm-hmm. And the vibration can go up the chain. And if you have a blockage or if you have one that's shrunk, somebody might be, maybe they were really hurt at some point romantically and their heart and their self-esteem yeah. is shriveled up. Oh, man. And their posture, their physical body can be affected as well, of course. And up the chain through your throat chakra is your communication center, but it's connected to your ears as well. Mm -hmm. So you need to speak the truth, but you need to listen too. It's part of the same flow of communication and energy. And the same thing just today, it came into my head, this idea of say Yes, mm-hmm. without fear. And say no without guilt. Say yes without fear and say no without yes. guilt. Okay. Yes. Both of those things. We need both of those things. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, another time we could get into a conversation about the, the dark and the light and the positive and the negative. We need both. We need to cry and we need to laugh. And we need everything in between. All of that is powerful. Fear is being promoted at an all-time high right now. And fear is powerful and guilt can last a long time also. Yes, yes, yes. I know you're an extremely busy lady. I appreciate you coming on my podcast. And I want to come on your show and and communicate too. But I have one, one more question. Yes. How important is... I know you're a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So how important is the mental connection when you're working on your physical body, like in training and working out and, and remaining healthy? It's it's vital. It's vital. I mean, no matter what sport you're in, uh, you know, it's all it's a lot of it is in your head, whether you're a basketball player or a golfer or what have you, as far as your end goal, you know, my daughter plays water polo and you're not going to score mm-hmm. unless you shoot, you yeah. know? So it's okay if you miss 10 goals and you make one. Yeah. You can't make everyone. And you know, geniuses, artists, Picasso, how many canvases they threw out because of so many attempts. Yeah. So the same thing is true with our physical bodies, our physical strengths and weaknesses. It's really important to be aware of what those are and not like not let fear stop you from trying things. Because I have some clients, of course, that get it in their head that they can't make it up those stairs. Yeah. Their legs are weak. They're old. They haven't done it in a long time. Or I have teen clients that are not athletic at all. They're in other activities in high school and they don't know how to catch a ball. Oh, man. So it can be embarrassing at the beach 
when kids say, do you want to throw football? And, and they, they don't know how. Wow. So it's so important, no matter what age you are, to take risks. Mm -hmm. You have to take risks. Even if you continue to lose, you have to continue to take the yes. risk. That's how you learn. Yes. 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 And we all know, obviously, when you're working with weight training and such, you get to that point where you're sore, right? And you take a rest and you go back and it, it gets less and less and you get stronger and stronger. And sometimes it can be painful. It can be embarrassing if you don't know how to catch a ball. Yes. But who better to laugh at than yourself? <laughs> what you just you just helped me with. I was watching the NBA playoffs and it's a player by the name of Ben Simmons. And he makes one hundred and forty four million dollars for a two year contract. And he didn't wow. attempt the shot. Like you, you getting paid this amount of money, but he didn't attempt the shot. He didn't even try. He didn't attempt to shot the whole basketball game, and they was talking bad about him on uh, CNN, ESPN, all the sports networks. They was talking bad about him, and uh, it's all mental. It is exactly. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not even kidding you, Trevor. This last weekend, we were at a water polo tournament um, to qualify for Junior Olympics. Mm -hmm. And this one girl, the coach was not playing her. Mm -hmm. And instead, and she was so upset because she's been going to every single practice. Yes. So she thought because of her commitment of being present, that that would be enough. That's what the coach wanted. Yeah. But she's not understanding what she needs to do in the game. Mm. So you have to make that mental. You can't just physically show up like that basketball player. You right. can't just be there in the uniform. You have to do something. <laughs> commit that if, if I keep failing, I'm a yes. Yes. And some of meditation is very similar to hypnosis. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was telling this girl just this weekend, this girl's mom, I was like, I wish I could hypnotize her into when she does get in the water, when the coach does put her in, she goes in there and her energy, her posture, everything. She's like, oh, they must be desperate. They're putting me in now. Instead of thinking, this is my chance. Yeah. I'm going to show them why I should be in the water. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. take the opportunity, take the opportunity. If you don't have access to a gym, if you don't have any equipment in your house, use your counter in your kitchen, use your bar stools, not just to sit on, <laughs> but to actually like do some exercise. One of the things I'm really good at is going to people's homes to help train them. And mm -hmm. I can look around and see how their staircase is or how their handrails are and work out a regimen that can work for them with what they have. We, we don't need all the fancy equipment. Yeah. So don't let that hold you back either. So that's what I would leave your listeners with too, your audience here, you know, make use of what you have, be the best that you can be, yes. shine as bright as you can. It's not a competition. We need everyone to shine bright. We need everybody to be as strong as they can. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it just helps everyone. We all benefit. That's the truth. Teamwork yeah. and, and oneness that's another word oneness with yeah. everything yeah but 
Maria, uh, I'm going to put all your information in the description okay. for how people uh, can communicate with you and get in touch with you. If you Fantastic. Want, if you want to tell people more of how they can get in touch with you, you can. and Sure. Sure. Up. Well, it, the show is called Strong Body, Strong Soul. And the reason I named it that is because I truly believe everybody has a strong body and a strong soul. We just forget sometimes. And we can get really discouraged in life, especially right now. So I have the podcast of a YouTube channel on Insight Timer. People can find me as Maria Humphreys. Mm -hmm. um, and on Insight Timer, they can communicate with me and leave me comments and reviews. Obviously, also for the podcast on Apple Podcast is a good place for reviews and stuff. But I really appreciate you listening to the show, Trevor. And I appreciate your comments on the editing. I do want to warn people, though, that it's hit and miss. Like I said, sometimes I'm at the beach. Sometimes I'm at a Christmas parade listening to the band and, and talking about how we can feel the drums in our heart, you know, as they're going by so it can be messy sometimes um so it's all about compassion and self-compassion and uh on the techie side too podcasting by the way i am an admin on a facebook group for podcasters yeah and i welcome podcast creators podcast listeners podcast service providers like yeah. people who do you know cover shots and um, music, stuff like that. Um, and also people who want to be interviewed on podcasts. It's a great oh, way to mix it up with other people. Yeah. So it's fun. So that's called podcast promotion community. Okay. So that's a fun place to be too and I, interact. So. I can be of service to people in the, the community. I want to make my presence so I can be of service to others. Yes. 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 And it's about sharing and elevating. And like you said, we should, we're all seeing something a little different in the same room mm -hmm. and communication and storytelling and sharing is the way to do it. And the more you help other people, the more you, you grow yourself. That's a fact. That's a yeah. Fact. Yeah. So thank you so much, Trevor. Thank you. It's a saying that I say at the end of every show, and I'm going to say it while you're here. Peace, love, and abundance, and thank you. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>